The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Many people today struggle with eating disorders. If you are one of the thousands of people who do, you may be experiencing feelings of overwhelm and isolation. You are not alone. Welcome to Chasing Hunger. Here you'll find out what you can do, where you can find the resources, discover the truths, and get the help you need to regain control of your life. Here is Kathy Welter-Nichols, author and host of Chasing Hunger. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Chasing Hunger. My name is Kathy Welter-Nichols, and this has been quite a journey for me as I've undertaken to do this uh, this talk show with Voice America. And my primary reasons, of course, of doing this is to bring information out of other places, if you will, that will somehow support people in their struggle for wellness, for seeking wellness, for understanding how this disorder is so pervasive and it can so deeply entrench your life in these kinds of areas that are stopping you from having a full experience of yourself. So in my work today, um, I've gone back to a colleague, a friend, a teacher of mine, Peter Tung, and Peter has uh, been on Voice America for many years. Um, his his programs are still there on the seventh wave. And what Peter has gotten into over the past bit, and I know he'll talk a little bit more about it, is the Gene Keys. And with the Gene Keys, what I've begun to do is use them to help me look at the challenges that every one of my clients is presenting with. People will come to see me, they call, they've got a problem, this, that, or the other thing. But especially when we get into eating disorders and addictive patterns of thought, obsessive compulsive disorders, if you will, anxiety, depression, all of these areas will reflect for me when I do a gene key profile. So on that note, what I'm going to do is bring Peter in here and we're going to start a dialogue today looking at the influences of the gene keys and how they will help illuminate some of these shadow frequencies that we actually can take control of. So welcome, Peter. I'm so happy to have you with me again. Oh, thanks, Kathy, and it's a delight to be here on the, on your show. Thank you. Thank you. So we were going to start looking today. Uh, we talked about this before. We were going to start looking at, and as it's put in the Gene Keys, the genetic glitch. So I wondered if uh, you wanted to take it from there, and that's in the 24th Gene Key, and perhaps maybe frame what these Gene Keys are all about and how you're using them. Okay, before I do that, Kathy, I just want to mention something really, really important for all of the people listening and particularly those people wanting to make a change in their lives because last weekend saw uh, the new moon in Aquarius on Friday, the Chinese New Year starting on Saturday, and amazingly, one of the gene keys that we're going to discuss today, which is the gene key number 19 of codependency, 
was il- you used just used the word illumin- illuminating mm-hmm. is actually being illuminated by the sun over this five day period starting last Saturday the twenty eighth right through to tomorrow the first of Feb. So there's this wonderful opportunity to make a fresh start. So anybody who's having a struggle with any form of illness or or disease uh, or any situation where they're stuck, this week is this this ideal opportunity to open the door on a, on a new way of being. Wow. Uh, so it's just a beautiful piece of time, which we didn't plan. It's, no. it's just this, it's this fortuitous way in which life works when mm. you're in the flow, and which is, which is what we're now both enjoying so much. I so, so agree. Yep. So, so it's the gene keys that, that sets us free from these old patterns of limiting beliefs and going round and round and round, what I call the misery go round. <laughs> and once we get a deep understanding of what it is in our life's conditioning, right from birth, right through to the present time, however old we are, that we can begin to understand uh, what has taken place in our lives and why we are stuck in the situations that we are stuck in today. And it's not about any blame or, or, or saying it's anybody's fault. But when you get a profound and deep understanding of your own gene key profile and you can look at it uh, uh, from a slightly detached perspective, you begin to see that you're actually playing out in your life what you actually came in to do and be. Now it's time to clear those old patterns so you can literally set yourself free from any circumstances in your life that are holding you back from enjoying a fulfilling and contented life. And I've now been doing the Jinkies counseling for two years and I've done well over 200 sessions and I now know absolutely without any doubt whatsoever that this is a way to personal freedom. Awesome. It really is. And we've done the studies with you, uh, both Harry and myself, and it is profound awareness and awakening. And at first there's that resistance, you know, but then when you actually stop, be with it, wow, the doors, everything opens. And you kind of get why some of those repeating patterns are happening in your life. You certainly do, and you begin to see actually why you did certain things at certain times. Part of the process is going th- is going back through your childhood in reverse order from the age of 21 right back to the earliest you can remember, and then you begin to understand, oh, you get these wonderful aha moments, and it's still, I mean, I've been involved in, in doing this now for two years, but I still get these moments in my own life oh that's what that was about that's why I did that that's the way I felt you know and so it's just this beautiful self it's a self-realization self-awakening process that's that's really where we're at too in my view of this work as Harry and I have been taking the the classes with you and everything is that that idea that I can personally take responsibility for my beliefs, my choices, my values, my experience, my outcomes and when I take responsibility for them, I am no longer a victim. Exactly. To me, that's just been one of the most profound awakenings and freedoms because I can deal with that now. I don't have to continue to be on this sort of treadmill. That's exactly right. And that's where we are going to discuss today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm going to let you take us into the 24th Gene Key here with, well, I don't know if that's where you want to start or not. Maybe it's the 19th. I'm not sure. 
No, no, the 24th is a great place to start because this, <clears> is, <throat> this is the gene key which is responsible for us going around this repetitive pattern uh, that that we need to we, that we need to break, and so I will talk about that first. So in the gene key process, there are three levels of frequency of vibration: the lowest frequency, frequency, which is called the shadow; the middle frequency, which is called the gift; and the highest frequency, which is called the city, which is like your divine essence running the programs inside you. And what we are talking about at this point really is about the shadow into the gift. If you get into the city, that's like a bonus. And we've had glimpses of being in that beautiful, blissful, relaxed, peaceful place. But but really what this, this is about is the shift from the shadow into the gift. And the shadow of the 24th jinky is this addiction. And what that means is that we have great difficulty getting ourselves out of these deep, repetitive emotional patterns that keep us going around the same loop over and over again. And it may well be with the same person that we're involved with, that we're just going around this uh, this cycle where we keep triggering each other and go back into the same old pattern. Or we might move on to a different person and then repeat that pattern with a new person. Either way, we're stuck in this lower frequency going around this loop. And the challenge with it is that we can't think or get outside the comfort zone of that pattern and that's what we we really need to do in terms of stepping out of this gene key and what happens is if you if you if you look at the three levels of the physical the emotional and the and the mental aspects of life then what happens is talking about food in particular if you're thinking about your your body your body requires food to physically be successful so you your physical body has needs to eat and then the emotional body which fits onto the physical body is the body that has cravings and the emotional body has a desire to escape suffering and those sufferings are caused by the primal wounds that we carry within us from our birth from our circumstances as a young child and our mind then creates a story or a way of trying to take us out of the suffering. So it builds a story around the desires of the emotions which put you onto this addictive course of behavior. It's aimed at relieving suffering, but it actually takes you deeper into the suffering. And the mind is always hoping for a happy outcome, a happy future. But this isn't the, this can't be resolved through the mind. That's, that's the stumbling block, isn't it? We're trying yeah. to think our way out of these things. That's right. It's like we're on the hamster wheel and we're going round and round and round and round and our mind is actually supporting that uh, without wanting to, but it, but it is. So we, we are feeling uh, frozen, uh, anxious, empty, and we, and we can't satisfy ourselves. And so that's where this, this, this uh, typical situation uh, continues. One of the things I noticed here, too, as I was sort of reviewing this and, and, and sort of tying it into my clients that have eating disorders is, and, the, and this is so, it's, it's there in every one of them, is they are not comfortable 
feeling their emptiness and they also are overwhelmed when they feel their fullness. Both positions are really unsettling. And I loved how this got put. It's this feeling of emptiness occurs to all of us, but this place where they just can't be okay with that feeling of either emptiness or fullness. And this creates an anxiety. That's right. And so uh, I'm sure some of your listeners are thinking, well, this is all very well. What's the what's the solution mm-hmm. uh, to the situation? And just looking at it from the addictive perspective right now, because we're talking about uh, addiction, uh, not only in eating disorders, but in general. And there are yes. two ways in which, uh, and the easiest way to look at this in terms of the, the two um, aspects of the way in which the shadow exists in addictive behavior, it's either numbing or hyperactivity. So it's like the alcoholic who uses alcohol to numb themselves or the workaholic who keeps working flat out so there's no time to deal with this this issue, mm-hmm. neither, neither of which are healthy. And of course, you can fit food into that, into that place. So what is it about the emptiness that causes us to get into this uh, self-destructive state, which it is? And, and what it is is that that feeling of discomfort or feeling of being uncomfortable in that place of emptiness mm-hmm. and that's and that's exactly where we need to go and so the key to healing the addictive aspect of this and there are two or three shadows we're going to be talking about including the 19th gene key and the 35th gene key but as far as the addictive nature of this situation is concerned it's about being prepared to step into the space or the gap created by this emptiness and simply sitting in it and being comfortable with the discomfort and you create this gap you create this space and it's within that space that all the solutions to all of our problems reside And all we have to do is to sit in it and allow it to be. And it's okay to be in that gap. And this this is fully embracing this space. And what happens is, what starts to emerge when you contemplate and ponder in this gap, in this space, you start, start seeing things in a totally new light. And your internal genius begins to emerge And the way out of the addictive behavior is to reinvent yourself, is to do things in a totally unique and different way. Because one of the issues here is this repetitive cycle going round and round and round and round without any gap, without anything to to step off the wheel. So what we're actually wanting to do is to step off the wheel and step onto the spiral of evolution. If you have an image of this at all, you can imagine the old hamster spinning around on their wheel. That's us in this low frequency. And the way off that is to stop, pause, allow the gap to exist without filling it, and then allow your body from the inside out to begin to inform you and then start doing things differently. And that's the beginning of the shift in this journey. I have a, a piece I wanted to put in here. Um, you know, I, I do a sort of a demographic of all of my clients when they're coming to see me. And uh, some of the things I look for is patterns and behavior when they're younger. And I want to say that um, 
there's something to do with this really um, advanced kind of intellect. The the clients I've had are like incredible in school, um, top oil field engineer, a Supreme Court judge. And these are women um, that have excelled in their field through their incredible intelligence, but then they they can't be in this gap. They can't um, they can't rest. They're they they're on this treadmill that you're speaking of. But I'm wondering if you could kind of correlate that extreme intelligence. And my clients, their parents, their families share too. They've never worried about this kid because their marks are always top, top marks. And yet here they're caught in this repetitive pattern. Yeah, and and I think the most important line of the show today for people to begin to appreciate is the mind cannot solve life so it doesn't matter how intellectually brilliant you are all of these issues that we're talking about are deeper down than the mind they're in the body they're in the emotional body they're in the physical body so in trying to solve the issue with your mind you can't actually access the the aspects of you that need the healing to take place in fact the mind is a barrier so in some ways kathy what you're saying highlights the fact the brighter you are the more intelligent you are in some ways the harder this is because we've learned to rely upon our mind to solve our problems in life which they have done at the intellectual level but it Mm -hmm. can't do at the at the physical emotional level in the gene in the gene keys one of the key elements is is there are three spheres uh, which relate to your childhood the iq 15 to 21 the eq 8 to 14 and the sq 0 to 7 and what we now know is that the iq whatever that gene key is creates this cover story to make it okay Uh, around the suffering that you had as a younger child emotionally and physically so we have to get underneath that cover story to get down to the truth of what's at the heart of the issue Mm, that is where we head into every time we do this too we go back along the timeline I'm using NLP and hypnosis but we go back along the timeline to find the moment where the first kind of psychological break occurred and then we do a bit of what what I sort of call a, a rescue, we go in and we have the self that's present today going in and kind of coaching that younger self and helping her heal. And I always share with my clients that you can't leave a piece of yourself in the past and expect it not to continue to drive the mechanism. That's correct. So there's this fragmentation that takes place when we're young and we have any form of life trauma. And some of this begins in the womb. There are all mm. sorts of circumstances where because of uh, mom's condition, when, when she was pregnant with us, we are um, under the influence of her breathing patterns, of, of her, her well-being and her health, her hormonal state. So all that is is part of what happens to us when we are first creating a physical form. And so, um, again, we're not necessarily consciously aware of that, but the gene keys uh, will uh, enable us to get a sense of what is it that's at the root of, of, of the challenge underneath the mind. And that's when you start discussing these things, things start to percolate up and out of the body. And that's the key turning point when we start getting informed by the body rather than the mind. 
There was one client, you know, we were doing this timeline exercise and we pivoted back along the timeline to um, this sort of first break that had happened to her. And when she stepped onto the timeline, she was able to really access all that experience that had happened to her. And she was about four years old at the time. And she accessed the experience with such clarity. She kind of stepped back off the timeline and looked at me and went, wow, I didn't realize how much that moment affected me and then the piece we did with it it's not about you know going and blaming your parents or pointing the finger she was able to go back and actually forgive that part of herself because it was so young it didn't know and then also be able to forgive herself for holding herself hostage for not doing the perfect thing which she should have done in that moment she was only four So this was such a profound awareness for this young woman. And really, it resolved the eating disorder right there. It was done. Yeah, and and that's a wonderful illustration of how this works. When you can get back to the core, and what we have to remember is, in your case, she was only four at the time. So what may not seem to be a massive deal now uh, when you're four, it it is a massive deal. Mm -hmm. And that part, and that part of you. The, 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 your development arrests at that point. So when you go back into that situation as an adult, your four-year-old girl is coming out to deal with that situation, which she doesn't do very well. So what's happened in the her situation there, with that realization of what took place when she was four, that part of her can now grow up and mm-hmm. return back to the wholeness of who she is. And it's done. It's done in a flash when you can access that. Fantastic. And you know, this is one of the other things you just reminded me too. the deep psyche when these pieces are healed like this, I'll often coach my clients too that they might have some dreams about a little four year old in their dreams and, and this little girl will come along and suddenly start to grow up. And I've actually had dreams like that myself doing some of this work. So I was able to share that with them like, don't worry about it. If you, you know, if you're experiencing this, or you may give birth to a baby, or you may suddenly be given been given the the uh, challenge in your dream to look after a young teenager because your little self is starting to grow up, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So where do we want to go with this next? So actually I'd like to bring in um, the 19th gene key because mm-hmm. there's another piece in this gene key uh, for your listeners to really understand um, in terms of another aspect. So we've looked at the addiction and we now know we want to create this gap, this space where we can now reinvent ourselves and bring out a new way of looking looking at things. And one of the things, I, I have this gene key, the 24th and the 19th actually. So oh, wow. you know, I, I, I know a lot about it. And one of the things I've learned is in my life that I've got to stop doing things in a routine way. So even like going to the gym to work out, I have to make sure I don't go at the same time every day or the same day every week at the same time. I have to make sure I change things up and I don't get into a repetitive cycle in anything that I do. So I'm reinventing myself all the time and and being original and different and unique. And it's a challenge to do that because it's easy for us to drop back into the comfort zone and, you know, go and work out at four o'clock on a Monday every week and, you know, everything feels great. But it's not healthy for me to drop into that pattern. So the 19th gene key, the shadow frequency is codependency. 
And what this codependency is about is about relying upon an outside agency. It's the need for an outside authority. And very sadly, our religions have really uh, hammered home this fault, this weakness, mm. because basically we, we've, we've looked at this as human suffering depends upon an outside authority of a higher frequency, sometimes we call God. And so what we're doing there is we're giving our power away to something that's outside of us, and it's ultimately to do with food. If you look back over all the world major religions, all the rituals that are involved in that are all to do with making sure we have enough food. Mm -hmm. So there's this, there's this tribal mentality of not having enough. And so what we now need to do is to leave behind those old trouble ways of codependency, depending upon something outside of us, because that, le that leads to a clinginess or a neediness to hang on to the comforts of the old ways. Mm. And, and one of the most beautiful things that's happening right now, and, and I really implore your listeners to get this piece, is we are going through right now the liberation of women in, in changing these old structures and and we've just gone through this incredible situation with the women's march uh two weeks ago um on on the uh, the, the the walk against trump or not against trump but uh -huh. to protest the way he's behaving and we saw countries all over the world joining in led uh -huh. by the women and so this is about taking our power back this is about uh, recognizing that the ultimate power resides within us. And that's not against a God or a consciousness or whatever you want to call that, but it's taking back our own power and, and, and going within to come to terms with this. And when you do that, you move through the gateway of codependency into um, independence. Mm -hmm. But. But independence is only another step on the journey. It's a higher frequency than the codependence. But what happens is when you uh, go through this particular gateway, what happens is instead of being uh, controlled by some outside belief or some outside authority and having this neediness, um, what happens is you become much, much more aware of the needs of others. And the people who have this gene key, and, and again, I have this one as well, are actually the people who are so highly attuned to the needs of others that they actually become what we would call the whisperers, the animal whisperers, the human mm. whisperers. They become the people who have a profound understanding of the needs of others. Mm. And I do, want to, I do want to talk about um, a particular quality which comes from this gene key, which again, a number of your listeners almost certainly already will recognize. And that's, it's called an illness or a disease by the psychiatrist, but it isn't. It's called synesthesia. Mm. And synesthesia is when you have your senses so attuned that they cross-connect with each other. So the woman that I most uh, most uh, revere I suppose is the right word for this gift um, when she was a student of mine at school uh, in the spring just as the, the, the cherry blossoms came out she came running into my office one morning she said sir this morning I heard the flowers open <laughs> and, and, and later on she was involved in a, in a painting uh, situation where she could taste the colours of the painting 
and the Renaissance, the Renaissance, the great Renaissance painters had this synesthesia. So she could hear the celestial music of the painting when she looked at it. And this is a disease? No, it's not. Uh, no. It's, a, it's a gift. But this, wow. but this is the 19th. This is the 19th gene key. Mm -hmm. So there's this incredible sensitivity that people with this gene key can have when they can get beyond the codependency and and be true to themselves and and really re-empower themselves. And then, you know, I, I just want to add in here too. It's another one of those little things in my demographics that I've I've really elicited from my clients with with bulimia and anorexia and eating disorders is they seem to have a heightened sense of empathy. They're empathic in their nature, which really represents about two percent of the population. It's quite a limited amount, but they're so empathic they don't even know that what they're experiencing isn't their own. Yes, precisely. They're so in tuned to it. That's right, exactly. Wow. That really makes that come to greater clarity for me because I always sort of attuned to, okay, they're really empathic, but this synesthesia really means they're at the place where they're so in tune, they don't, they, this is why they don't even realize it's not their own. And, and, they, se and they sense it through their skin, their okay. hair, and their fingers. Wow. Wow. That's brilliant. Well, there's another beautiful piece for me today. <laughs> We're going to take a break here in a minute, Peter, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. We're coming back with Peter Tong and the Gene Keys. Bye for now. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Contact Kathy Welter Nichols for a private consultation. Use the promo code VA Chasing Hunger for show specials. Book your spot today and start your recovery. Call 1 604 421 1722. Chasing Hunger, the book, is available at chasinghunger.com, Amazon, and Barnes and Noble. You can find Kathy at waysofthewisewoman.com. Kathy is a gifted speaker and presenter and is available to speak to your group on all subjects related to women's issues. Contact Contact her now and make your next meeting powerful and inspiring. Call 1-604-421-1722 or visit waysofthewisewoman.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You 
are listening to Chasing Hunger with Kathy Welter Nichols. If you have a question or comment on today's show, please call 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to welterk at shaw.ca. Now back to Chasing Hunger. Hello and welcome back. I'm here today with Peter Tong and we are into a fantastic discussion here about the deep understanding of how addictions are patterns and we can affect them. So I'm really excited for this next piece we're going to get into, Peter, and I'm just going to hand it over to you. Lead us on. This is so great. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. So so we've sort of set this up by talking about two of the qualities that keep us trapped in these lower frequencies through codependency and through addiction. But the one I feel that is the most significant one for each of your listeners to understand is what is called the 35th gene key. And the shadow frequency, believe it or not, of that is called hunger. So when you titled this show Chasing Hunger, I think you were referring to the 35th gene key. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so I think we have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the most important pieces for this gene key is the recognition, and that's true with all of these gene keys, that the shadow frequency is really trying to drive us towards human evolution. So there is a collective uh, rationale behind these shadows. Each one of them is driving us through our suffering into this higher frequency. It's a very strange way that the human has decided to evolve is to go through these challenges and come out the other side. And unfortunately, we tend to get stuck in these shadows rather than move through them. But if you look at what's happened in the period of human evolution, you, you can begin to see how this actually takes place. And so we're now talking about how we can exit this wheel of this pattern of going round and round this cycle. Mm-hmm. And this Fantastic. gene key really explains in detail. This gene key really explains in detail from the biochemical perspective what the challenges are and how we can actually move out of it. So, what what takes place through the thirty fifth gene key of hunger is there's an interference pattern running through our genetics, and when you are in the shadow frequency of the thirty fifth gene key, there is a serotonin inhibition that takes place. And the serotonin is what brings us contentment and fulfillment. So there's a lack of satiation in our lives when we're stuck in the 35th gene key. So there's a perpetual feeling of hunger. There's a genetic hunger which is attempting to drive us out of the world of whatever it is that we hunger for, whether that be sex, drugs, rock and roll, food, whatever it is, it's the attempt to find an outer adventure or an outer source that will satisfy our needs. And then when we go on those adventures, we find that they will never be enough to satiate us, to satisfy us. Mm -hmm. And so the key element in this recognition is there is nothing outside of us that can ever replace the natural balanced chemistry of your own body. Even if you started taking medications that contain serotonin, you may get a a short-term relief, 
but you won't get any long-term satisfaction because the only place that you can go is inside to resolve this. And when I talked to last segment about the 19th gene key, you'll remember I talked about the codependency on something external. So mm-hmm. now you can begin to see how that plays into this gene key where we're looking for something outside of ourselves to satisfy our needs. So we go on all of these external adventures in all sorts of different ways. And that can include healthy adventures as well. But ultimately, when we look back on those adventures, they didn't actually create the level of satisfaction that we really wanted because our serotonin levels, whatever we do, are down at a low level. Mm-hmm. The programming partner of the 35th gene key is the 5th gene key, and the 5th gene key is the gene key of impatience. <laughs> so, so when you put impatience on top of this hungering for the adventure, then the impatience fuels the hunger, and the hunger fuels the impatience. So you're on this downward spiral of these two gene keys, keeping you trapped back on this, this addictive wheel going round and round and round. That's just brilliant. It's like it. It's brilliant. Like I was going to say too. Here, there's key expressions my clients share with me, and one of the things is they have to avoid boredom. They can't stand boredom. Boredom's their number one thing. And I'm thinking, you're 17 years old. There's so much to do. How could you be bored? You know what I'm saying? But they're bored. Boredom, and that's one of those shadow sides of this 35th gene key. Yes, when you look at when in, in the book that Richard Rudd wrote about mm-hmm. the gene keys, uh, there's a repressive and a reactive nature for each of the gene keys. And the actual repressive nature that he describes is boredom. It's a lifeless, unadventurous, empty feeling. And then the other side of the reactive nature is, is the manic, the life filled with activity, external stimulus mm-hmm. that never satisfies. Mm-hmm. So those are the two extremes, absolutely. Yeah, and this situation with the serotonin, I know um, when I teach them and use the deep trance work with them, and when I teach them meditation, and they use the meditation or the MP3s I give them when they go home, this almost writes the brain around instantly. I see them wake up almost before my eyes. As the first day with me, I'm doing six, seven, eight, ten trances with them that are about half an hour to 45 minutes each. And every time we go in, they're going deeper and they're going deeper. And and this is causing their own brain to generate the chemistry that you're talking about right here. It's not synthetic. It's starting to kickstart it from within their own brain. And some of the activities that they're actually doing inside the eating disorder is diminishing the serotonin serotonin collects in our saliva and we swallow it down all day but when they're vomiting six seven times a day they're also losing the recycling benefits of serotonin which is collecting in the saliva glands so you can see this circle they get on that is actually causing the problem to become worse and worse and worse yes and 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 so what i was going to do now is just to tie in this this piece with the actual addictive cycle that we talked about in the 24th gene key before the break. Mm-hmm. Because, because now what, what happens is then you, you become possessed by this urge to fill yourself and then you become attached to the external means of that fulfillment, which in this case is the food. And so now you enter this cycle of addiction where you're addicted to this external stimulus of, of, of purging uh, and eating 
and getting completely addicted to this cycle where food becomes the central piece. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and what that leads to is a tremendous amount of disappointment, blaming, shaming uh, themselves, feeling mm-hmm. guilty. So all these shadow energies start coming into play and you just, as a result of that, you can't find uh, lasting peace. Mm-hmm. And so the destructive tendency comes about through identifying with the object of your desire, which in this case is food. And uh, the other thing they do too, which was in, I think, one of the previous gene keys we were looking at, is there's this huge tendency to isolate. That's they right. Just withdraw from life completely. Exactly, yeah. And so this leads to this isolation, separation blaming the actual addiction itself, blaming people who may be in your family. And so this leads to uh, depression and further cravings. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, and there isn't a pill, there is not a pill that can solve this. Mm -hmm. So we have to look at a different way of solving the problem because the starving and stuffing, uh, it just doesn't work. It's it's a very temporary solution that doesn't hold in the long run. Mm Mm-hmm. So what is this gift we get into if we explore the 35th jinky? Yeah. So if you can imagine, all of this energy is directed outwards to the external stimulus, to the external adventure. And the way in which we change that is to drive the energy back inside us. And it's the beginning of the realization that it's the internal adventure is the real gold. It's the adventure itself into the inner aspects of yourself. And the only solution to this problem is love. Mm. Love is the only force that can bring an end to this hungering. Mm. So the energy that you've described uh, so well with, with clients you've been involved with when they yeah, go through that repatterning process or through the hypnosis or through the meditation, what they're doing is now they're focusing their energy inside themselves so now the heart can become engaged and the loving vibrational frequency can begin within. But it doesn't begin in the heart. It begins in the solar plexus. Mm-hmm. So, what, so what people need to understand is you don't, you don't go straight to the heart to resolve this. You go down lower and you go into the solar plexus because that's where all of the emotional wounding took place earlier on in life when this began, usually between the age of 8 and 14. It's the emotional wounding in the belly that leads to this a destructive behavior. So what you do is you take your energy, your focus down into the belly, which of course for many uh, women that have gone through this bulimia ex- anorexia, this is a tender spot because mm-hmm. this, this, is, this is actually where it comes from in the first place. Mm-hmm. So breathing gently and slowly through the belly, relaxing into the softness of the belly and taking the initiative to break that pattern of focusing on the external world, the external stimuli and creating that gap we talked about before, however uncomfortable it may feel, and just dropping down into the belly 
and breathing through that and just relaxing into it, just resting. And then all the things that you started talking about will start to happen, that you'll start getting insights, you'll start getting awareness, you'll start getting, uh, your mind will start functioning at a different level. Mm-hmm. And you, you have this breakthrough that takes place, uh, which is freeing yourself from that mind control. There's a very powerful mind matrix that we are all conditioned by through whatever's taken place in our families as children, uh, whatever influences, whether it be the church, a sports coach, a teacher at school, uh, the general culture in which we live. And all of these um, elements of control are within our mind matrix. And one of the most significant things we need to do is to become really, really clear on what are our own values and what are the values that we think are ours that actually come from some other source, our life's conditioning. And when you can really open up that door, that Pandora's box to (laughs) what I know is true to me and no one else, and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, I know this is true for me. This is when you're beginning to really open that door into your own personal freedom. Wow, that's brilliant, really. It's, it's, it's like fantastic, <laughs> really. So then, so then what happens is you're, the spirit that resides within you breaks free from the influence of the mind and you can now live with an open heart. And then you're in this perpetual state of adventure. You're on the path of love. And the, the absolute solution to this issue is to give yourself unconditionally to another and when you have the ability to help someone else in service not only will they feel happy but you will feel happy as well Mm -hmm. so I encourage every single person listening to this whether they have an eating disorder or not to offer yourself in service for the greater good of all and in doing so you'll make other people feel happier and you yourself will feel happy in the gene keys, it's the seventh gene key, and it's the city of virtue. And it's about doing daily virtuous acts just because it's the right thing to do. And just tiny little things that can help others and get a smile on other people's faces. And then you step out of this um, destructive, addictive set of patterns that you've set up for yourself, and now you start offering yourself in service to the world. Oh, wow, that is fantastic. And it is the way through it. I've seen it so many times. I know when we collapse the addictive components and we bring in access to meditation and really take it on, a lot of my my um, girls that have come and women that have come, they've found it through going into yoga because yoga is a body meditation. And usually at the end of the meditative process or the yoga process, there is that opportunity to do a bit of a vispassana or meditation. And those things in themselves, if they embrace either meditation or meditation and yoga, it takes the body and the mind into this different place it's a discipline it's still a discipline but they're they begin to now build a new platform of being in the world and their parents share back with me we can't believe we got our daughter back you know this is the person we've been missing for 10 years you know and I know what they're talking about because her spirit is coming home 
it's coming home inside and there's this new gentleness and presence that's there. It's just really a, a beautiful way to look at this, that it is um, it is through that apex of a loving vibration for self and others. And then there's this beautiful giving back that just seems to flow from them. And it's something I think our world really needs right now. Very much so. And and just this, this journey, it's only a short distance from the solar plexus to the heart, physically mm-hmm. inside. But it does require, you mentioned the word discipline there, it does require this discipline of not allowing the outer world to distract you away from that inner journey that you're now going on. And that distraction, obviously, in this example, is mainly to do with food. So whenever you're, whenever you're feeling that need to be satisfied with the food, instead you go into this quiet, contemplative, meditative place to, to really go deep within yourself into this place of love. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I do need to just share this beautiful aspect of the 35th gene key. Mm-hmm. Of all 64 gene keys, there is only one. And that is this gene key, the 35th gene key, mm-hmm. where there is a shortcut, a, a wormhole from the shadow frequency of hunger through to the city of boundlessness. So what that means is if, if someone can actually go through this process, they can become enlightened in mm-hmm. the sense of the word that we would normally use from a spiritual perspective – very quickly, in wow. in the in the book, Richard calls it the back door to bliss. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So just imagine if you can transform that outer adventure into an inner adventure, then you can step into this place of boundlessness, which is the city, and that means there are no boundaries, there are no limits, as imposed by the mind. It is the mind that imposes limits. And so when you can let go of the mind and step into the body and come to terms with this loving vibration in your heart through unconditional love, then you can manifest miracles in your own life and in those that you love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so now you live. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, 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 you carry on. Well, I was just going to say that this is the, um, it's like walking really and not not presuming that we are a Buddha or Siddhartha, but it is walking in those footprints of knowing that you are within yourself enough. You are within yourself, your own completion. You are within yourself, your own alchemical internal marriage you are everything and the outer world doesn't need to vibrate to the place where it um, dictates who you are or how you will live your life you are that being that is moving in that way and that that is the whole aspect of sort of coming into that connection with purity and I and I feel like my clients are often seeking that through their food diversions like they'll go into veganism or vegetarianism sometimes at the detriment of their own physical bodies because maybe their body needs meat but they're they're trying to find it through food to give them this path to purity if you will and it's it's such a it's such a beautiful way to really do it, which is to simply let go and surrender here. Absolutely. I, I also uh, just want to mention, um, we haven't talked about specifically about the lines of the each of the gene keys, but each 
gene key has associated with it uh, six lines and, and each line has got a sort of a quality or a theme running through it. And one of those lines, line two, is the line of denial. And I, and I know f- from my, just my own experience when I was involved in a boarding school with uh, running a house of girls as well as being mm-hmm. the prin- principal, mm-hmm. how much family denial there is around this particular situation, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how we need to come to terms with that re- realistically mm-hmm. and face the truth of the circumstances. I'm sure you've got lots to say about that. Oh, it's it's there for sure. Um, I know parents don't really want to be in the place where they've, you know, where they've had anything really to do with uh, the situation they, that their daughter or son is in. Um, it really doesn't matter what the age is either. They're always sort of, you know, pushing back on that theme of denying, you know, and I, I've ha- I'm working with families all the time. I, I've always felt that this is not a... Um, something that you treat insularly it has to have the family um, dynamics involved and and so my work has taken me more into family-based therapy and it's only recently that those are working in the area of eating disorders are really embracing family family-based therapy and it's necessary be this this one family that um, lost their daughter like the dad is still really struggling with the idea that this was what was affecting his daughter's life like there's still you know that edge of I, I don't want to accept that you know so it's there I mean it's there for every family who has to deal with this there's a great shame and a burden of guilt and you know so these things are very very hard for families to deal with there's no question yeah, and there's the loss of face in the community, which is a yeah. huge one as oh, part yeah. of that. And yeah. it does require absolute straightforward honesty with themselves, with their mm-hmm. child and, and the whole situation itself. Yeah. So, Peter, I see we're coming up to a close here, and I wanted to give you a few moments to talk about. <clears throat> I know you're very busy with your schedule right now and lots of teaching and things going on, too. However, how can people find you and how do they how do you do these kind of personal uh, charts? What do you do? Yeah, well, thank you. So, yeah, so my website is petertongue.com, uh, T-O-N-G-U-E, petertongue.com. My email, descendingdove, D-E-S-C-E-N-D-I-N-G-D-O-V-E, descendingdove at gmail.com. And essentially, it's very straightforward. I need to know the person's date of birth, location, and time. And that then creates the gene key profile. There are 11 gene keys that relate to you specifically. And so what I then do is I spend an hour either on Skype, on the phone, or in person, and I lead the person through their 11 gene keys and give them insights into issues, conditioning, programs that have been running through their life to help them resolve whatever challenges they have. And that may be someone who's desperately ill, who's, who's, who's uh, in a near-death experience type situation, right up to people who are just wanting to awaken to their true destiny. And it runs mm-hmm. the whole gamut, all ages. I have clients who are in their 80s, uh, children. Um, so it's, it's the whole range, but it just gives this incredible insight into, uh, into what the issues are that they can resolve in life. And wow. uh, people can just contact me and we can set up a session very easily. 
That's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time once again. And thank you for all these insights. These are just so helpful. And I know this show is going to be really insightful for people that are listening. We're always looking for that way through that will illuminate the situation enough so that we can really find our way. And and Peter, I just thank you so much because this is really, really helpful for clients that are struggling with an eating disorder. So thank you for being here today. And thank you to all the listeners. Um, Again, get in touch with Peter or myself. And uh, we're more than happy to help you find your way to a better future. Thank you once again. So thank you, Kathy, and thank you for putting on this series of shows. It's been incredibly useful for people I know. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Chasing Hunger. Be sure to tune in again next week for another edition featuring your host, Kathy Welter-Nichols. Next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern and 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.